Hey there, brothers and sisters, and welcome back to another Along the Path episode. I'm Jared, and today I'm going to be talking uh, about myself a good bit in this episode. So before I get started, I just want to point out that I just kind of got over a little bit of a, a sinus problem or a little a small cold. So um, if I if you hear myself clearing my throat a good bit or um, my voice just sounding weird, I, I apologize ahead of time. So, I went to my youth group and asked them what they wanted me to talk about in these podcast series. Well, they didn't really know what to tell me at first, but they started saying a few things here and there, bouncing ideas off each other. And then one of the things the kids said was, uh, how does the church save you? And they all gathered behind that idea and was like, yeah, 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 how does the church save you? Like, like they were asking me personally. How did the church save me? Talk about getting deep and personal early on into this podcast series, huh? So, here I go. This episode will be about me, my life, and how the church saved me. Now, I won't get into every little detail. I need to save some stories for later on in the series, but here I go. Okay, so, where do we even start with this? Um, I guess... Uh, I, I could start saying that I was born and raised Catholic. I've been Catholic my whole life. I was baptized before I was even a year old. I did my first communion and reconciliation, and I confirmed when I was in the 11th grade or so, all typical normal stuff. Um, also, I got married in the Catholic Church a little over two years ago, and... Uh, I know what you're saying, okay, that's all great and all, but that doesn't really tell us much about you. And you're right, uh, it doesn't, so let's go into a little bit more detail. Um, to understand how the Catholic Church saved me, I'm going to need to talk about me growing up. So, growing up, I went to an Episcopal school for kindergarten until 7th grade. Now, I'm not looking to talk about the differences between the Catholic Church and the Episcopal Church right now. Maybe in a future episode we could talk a little bit of the differences um, that the Catholic Church is from other religions that are defined under like the, the Christianity umbrella. But for this episode in particular, just know that the Episcopal Church and the Catholic Church beliefs are very similar. And they both respectively pray to the same God. So... That, that's the whole like Christianity aspect, that we all believe in the same God. So, um, so now that I got that out of the way, um, I didn't choose the Episcopal school, obviously, because I was too young. This was my parents making this decision for me, which I'm totally okay with, and I greatly enjoyed my upbringing. Um, even though I was still going to an Episcopal school, I still did the sacraments as a little kid in the Catholic Church. And I would still go to CCD classes in the Catholic Church. However, my parents took me out of CCD classes right after I made my first communion, which would be around the time I was in the second grade or so, I think. Now, again, this was my parents making the decision for me, and they saw it as I was learning my faith at school and didn't need to also attend Sunday classes. Um, at this point, my family also stopped going to Mass on Sunday. Um, I think they were just kind of going to Mass on Sundays because of the CCD program and all, but and I'm sure there were reasons why they made the decision to stop 
um, going to Mass on Sundays and to stop bringing me to the CCD classes, but that's not something I'm really worried about today. So, uh, this Episcopal school that I went to was a very small school. My graduating class in seventh grade had only 10 people in it. And the largest my class had ever got from kindergarten all the way to seventh grade was, I think, 22. So the whole school was around 150-ish kids in it at any given point in time. It was a very small and personal school. We would attend church celebration twice a week, normally on Tuesdays and Fridays, and we would pray at the beginning of every day and before lunch and all, like the typical kind of religious stuff, school stuff, right? For these church celebrations, we would always have the equivalent of the Catholic Church's altar service to help with the Episcopal Church's service. And so from the fourth grade, we were able to uh, help in the church services. Um, but what really got me excited was once we were in seventh grade, uh, the teachers would pick four of us to kind of oversee uh, every service. Uh, I don't remember what we were called, but it would give us a little bit of authority or sense of being in charge to make sure that the younger kids knew what they were doing and that they did their jobs correctly and that the service would go smoothly. I was one of these four kids in my seventh grade. As a young kid, I really took pride in this job and saw it as an honor and really took it seriously to show respect to God and to ensure that the services that we we're providing for him and for the kids would be good enough for him. Even though I grew up a Catholic, going to this Episcopal school was the first step in making my relationship with God personal. I was too young to remember my baptism, my first reconciliation, I remember not saying a word to the priest because I was too scared to say anything. And I'm a pretty picky eater, so I remember the first time I had communion, I was worried about the taste of the host, and I didn't really understand what was going on. So that's three sacraments that I've completed in the Catholic Church as a young kid. And yes, they were essential, but they didn't strengthen me in my personal relationship with God that I could recognize growing up. And that's important because those sacraments were essential in strengthening my relationship with God, but I didn't know it at the time how important they were. The personal relationship with God that I got at a young age was through this Episcopal Church and how my job there was a responsibility to me and how serious I took it. So. After 7th grade, I went to a Catholic school, and my class of 10 friends went to a class of about 200 strangers. Yes, the majority of my 10 friends did come to this Catholic church with me, but we hardly were in the same classes together, and we all kind of went our separate ways for the most part. In the beginning days, we did try to stay together as a group of 10, eating lunch together, spending time together during recess and such, but... We all had different interests, whether that be like band or dancing or sports. Everyone just kind of gravitated to a different group. And at this point in my life, I was kind of left out and wasn't really the best at making new friends. I had just spent seven years, well, eight if you count kindergarten, of my life not really having to make new friends. I was also a very small kid. 
and I was kind of easy to pick on. So as you might imagine, this wasn't the easiest point in my life, to say the least. Eighth grade goes by with me bouncing back and forth from my original ten friends and trying to find somewhere to fit in. Then ninth grade comes, and everyone pretty much has their established friend group by this point, and I find myself really struggling to fit in here. I could say some of this was probably because I was a bit immature. Uh, not that I was a big prankster or jokester or anything like that, but in a sense that not being able to open up to people or to relate to people, I would be kind of fake, I guess, and just trying to fit in, you know? And during my ninth grade year, I feel like this was probably my lowest point growing up. I was picked on and bullied a lot, and again, I never really had that group of friends to, to fall back on. Yes, I did have some friends in high school that I hung around with, but I never considered them reliable friends at the time. They weren't the kind of friends I would go up to with problems or that I could talk to them about anything that's bothering me. Also, it's worth noting that during these two years of my life, my relationship with God suffered. Meaning that besides the daily prayers and stuff that the school would make us do, were pretty much the only conversations I would have with God. I, I, was, I was pretty lost. So then this brings me to the summer in between 9th and 10th grade. My parents came to me and told me that they were returning me to CCD classes and that I needed to confirm in the Catholic Church and do the Sacrament of Confirmation. I had no clue what my parents were talking about and I had no interest in going back to CCD classes. My mindset was I'm going to a Catholic school with almost an hour of class every day of the week that is dedicated to the Catholic religion. Why do I need to go to another class on Sunday when it was during the weekends, the, this was my only getaway from school, the place that like I really dreaded the most going to. The, this was my getaway was the weekends. So I tried to talk my parents out of it, and my mom specifically would not take no for an answer. So for the first time since around the second grade, my mom brought me to Mass. Now, I do remember a couple of times... Here and there, my grandma bringing me to Mass on special days like Ash Wednesday or Easter or just some random occasion. But they were few and far between and I would just go because my grandma wanted me to be there with her. Now, being that I was attending a Catholic school, we would have Mass about once a month as the entirety of the school. So I wasn't a complete stranger to everything going on during Mass, but at the same time, I was, because I wasn't what you would call a practicing Catholic. And this decision by my parents to send me back to CCD to confirm into the Catholic faith would wind up changing my life forever. I dreaded going to CCD classes, I dreaded going to Mass on Sundays, and I dreaded even more having to go to school every day, now starting the 10th grade. But all this changed very quickly because my CCD classes had about 12 to 15 other kids in it, and it was a very familiar setting for me because it was a small class again. I was able to make friends at church very quickly and I was able to open up to them and have a relationship with them that I haven't had with anybody in years. 
this small CCD class of about 12 to 15 other kids had only one other girl who went to school with me. All the others went to a different high school. In fact, this one girl who went to school with me also went to school with me since kindergarten at the Episcopal school. So I was able to make new friends and build relationships with an old friend. I was also able to go back to school and make friends whom she was friends with. Now, this process didn't happen overnight, but as the weeks and months went by, I grew closer to my new church friends, and I was able to grow closer to my friends at school as well. I was able to find an identity for myself with the church, the, the Catholic church. I even met my wife-to-be. Granted, not knowing it at the time, but I met her less than three months after attending this new church right at the beginning of 10th grade. God works in strange ways. This new identity that I found for myself grew and grew over the next few years to become who I am today and is still growing today. At the time when my mom signed me up for confirmation classes, I had no clue what the sacrament of confirmation even meant. But two years of classes and new friends and church retreats and gatherings and hours of prayer, I was able to form a relationship with God and truly know who He is. I learned a lot in these two years and grew so much not only in my faith, but in my maturity. Opportunities opened up for me that I wouldn't have dreamed about in the ninth grade after I was in these confirmation classes. Opportunities with God and with friends and family. Memories that I look back on and still cherish today. This is how the church saved me. I don't know if you noticed, but I didn't mention anything about a building during this episode. Because the church isn't a building. That structure that we all go to to attend Mass, that building that we gather in, isn't the church. Yes, we call it the church, but the real church is the people that are gathering, the people that are attending the Mass, the, the celebration, the service. In Matthew chapter 18, verse 20, it says, For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. The church is where God's people gather in his name and where he is. When I get asked, how did the church save me? It's the same as how did God's people save me? The church as a building is just a building. Yes, it's holy ground and it's where the priest lives and it's where Jesus is kept in the tabernacle and it's where we can go and pray and celebrate Mass. But the church is much more than that. The church is the love of the congregation, the empathy for one another, and the support and friendship that it brings forth to those in need. So, my brothers and sisters, I want to leave you with this. Just as I was asked, I will ask you, how did the church save you? Not just the building or the structure that we attend Mass on on Sundays, but the people, your friends, your family members. How do they save you? I hope this gives you time to think what you consider to be the church.
And maybe there are relationships that you've had that put a special touch on your heart to make you who you are today. I hope that you continue these relationships and grow in them and in turn growing the church. You as an individual make up the church. And for the youth in particular, I'm speaking to you personally now. You are the future of our church. I hope that it saves you. And I hope that you grow to become the church and then save others in the future. This has been another episode of Along the Path with Jared. I hope you enjoyed it and I'll see you soon. Have a blessed day.